Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode on the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. On the podcast today is the remote yogi. Taryn is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She has grown her online wellness business. She has a coaching practice, and she's the co-founder of a marketing agency. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. So we will start the episode with um, some quick questions. And the first question is, how long have you been nomading? I have been nomading for almost five years. And where did you start your nomad journey? My first stop was Croatia. So I, my first year of travel was with Remote Year. So I was spoiled and got to travel with a program and made it a lot easier because I was terrified. Ah, okay. And in Remote Year, they have programs that you switch every month a country, right? Yeah. So when I when I joined years ago, they were doing year-long programs where you're in a new city, usually a new country every month. It's a lot of movement. We were traveling with like 50 people. It was crazy. <laughs> a wild ride. <laughs> I can imagine. If it's a year traveling, you have traveled a lot of countries. So how many countries have you visited so far? I think last time I counted was 28. So I, I feel like that's still a small number for having been traveled for five years. But hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And it's not about the number, right? It's also sometimes you really love, love it in it. one place and then you will just stay longer in that place. So, And then some places I get there and I'm like, get me the heck out of here as quickly as possible. You know, there's always those places too. <laughs> yeah. Is there one, one place where you really felt that really strong? Yeah. I really don't vibe well with Kuala Lumpur, Singapore kind of energy. It, it feels like you're living in a giant mall and it's just not my vibe at all. When I, I lived in Kuala Lumpur for a month and every weekend I was escaping to another city in Malaysia to not deal with city life. I'm not a big city girl, I found out. So smaller places are better for me. <laughs> That's such a good thing to find out. And you only know when you're traveling and are actually going to the place. All right. So uh, you're talking yeah. right now from the US, right? Yeah, I am in cold Seattle. It's like the coldest, wettest winter they've had in two decades. And I'm visiting family at the worst possible time because I usually chase summer. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. So you started your nomad journey with uh, remote here. How did you sustain yourself like financially back then? So back then... I joined Remote Year after I saw an ad on my Facebook after a divorce. And I was like, okay, I'm going to travel the world. But I was working full-time as an event planner and a yoga teacher, which were two things at that time I did not think you could take online, right? So they signed up for this travel program and I just told myself, I just need to find some kind of remote job before I leave. And I just, at that time, five years ago, there was not that many remote jobs. So I just started messaging random Facebook friends. Hey, is your company hiring? Can I work remotely? I just like went crazy. Um, and finally found a position working in sales for an event company. So I did that for like the first year and a half of travel while I also started to build my own businesses. The first year and a half of travel, I put so much on my credit card because I was not making enough money to do the program. And I was not making enough money to go to the places I wanted to go. And I was like, 
it's fine. I'll, I'll like catch up eventually. And, um, yeah, it was worth it. But I always tell people like the amount of debt I took on year one was a lot. So as much as it looked really glamorous on the outside, I was not <laughs> living the, the life as, as much as people think, you know, from Instagram. <laughs> I can imagine. It's interesting that you say that you actually took up like death on your credit card to to do this lifestyle because it's it's not something we would recommend other people per se, but I can imagine that if it's yeah, after a divorce, it's like an opportunity. How did you how did you tell yourself it was okay and perhaps even your family? As much as like I don't always recommend that to where you want to be and you're like committed to, to the journey. Um, I think we often just tell people like, yay, quit your job and start a business and you'll become a millionaire. And I don't think it's always that easy or glamorous. And that's also okay. Yeah, definitely. And you said in the introduction that you that you run now like multiple businesses. So from going to uh, your first remote job to where you are now, what are some of the the things that you're working on? Yeah. So when I started traveling, I was a yoga teacher and I was leaving a bunch of students behind. So I started a little blog called The Remote Yogi, keeping up with my students back at home and keeping my family up to date on my travels, right? It was like this little blog. I had zero intention of becoming a business owner. Like I did not think that was something in my wheelhouse. And traveling, I met all of these amazing individuals, entrepreneurs and videographers and marketers, and they all were willing to teach me their skills. And I just opened myself up to learning from all these amazing people I was surrounded by, especially on remote year. And by the end of that first year traveling, I launched my first product online on my remote Yogi blog. And since then, I've just like really built that program up. So now I've got courses and yoga memberships. And I do a lot of coaching now around confidence issues and anxiety issues with women, just what I've struggled with my whole life. So that's really grown. And because I got so great at marketing along the way, um, I co-founded a marketing agency about a year and a half ago. So surrounding myself with inspirational people and learning has been the most powerful part of this journey. I, I would have told you like five in my wheelhouse and now I run multiple businesses and I'm helping other women to run their businesses better. It's, it's crazy how quickly that transforms. But you have to get out of your comfort zone a bit and you have to surround yourself by other people who have a different reality to your own, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, for I mean, for me, that makes total sense. And um, I love what you're saying about surround yourself with with other people. I guess when you go to certain locations, whether it's a travel with remote year or Wi-Fi tribe, or you go to Bali where are so many entrepreneurs, I feel like community is so extremely important, especially because it is already such a, it's so far from home. So if you surround mm-hmm. yourself with people that have similar mindsets or that have similar challenges, whether it's personal or business or, you know, whatever it is, that just helps your, I feel like your inner strength and your growth. <laughs> Favorite places to return to are the ones that have communities of people who are doing similar things or who are expanding themselves. And that gets me excited to be a part of those communities. How do you define what place you would return to? Like you already said, like community, um, not a city girl. So there are, yeah, there are a number of things that for me are really important. 
first I had to get clear on my own core values and what was important to me. That way, when I'm in a city, I can see how many of my values are able to be reached in these cities. So a big one for me is freedom. So that to me might be freedom to explore on the weekends. So if I'm living in a big city where it's hard to get out of town or it's hard to get out in nature, like that's a no-go for me. I need to be able to access nature whenever I want. That's a piece of freedom that's important to me. Connection, that's a huge part of, of my journey as well. So having a community where there's events going on, which has been a lot more challenging in, in COVID times, but you know, where there's ongoing activities for networking and meeting people and yoga classes and just lots going on with people from different communities as well. Lots of events, but also having events that include a diversity of people. When everyone's kind of coming from a similar background, I don't get that same excitement. So that's really important to me as well is that where I'm living. Actually, I have exactly the same thing. I never hang out with Dutch people. It's so amazing how you learn about, I don't know, daily habits from how people eat their breakfast to what food habits they have at dinner or how they wake up. It, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Totally. And you're like talking about one of my favorite like ways to meet people with their culture is through food. It's my absolute favorite thing to be able to cook for other people and then have them teach me their cooking skills and what they do in their countries. It's my favorite way to connect. It's so much fun. I love that. You know that I had this year my first American Thanksgiving, like full on American with the, the pie and the turkey and <laughs> my friend, she's from Arizona and she was cooking it. And it, it was such a cool experience because I don't know much about American food, but this was like full on Thanksgiving dinner. And mm -hmm. we were also cooking together, which was really nice. And she said like, this is part of the experience. So she really gave us a deep dive in American Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. One of my favorite things in the last year, I was living in Mexico in different cities, but I built this beautiful community of people there. And one of the ways I built that community is I would host Sunday night dinners at my house. I had this really beautiful, big table at uh, my villa. We could fit like 15 people in my house. So every Sunday I would cook dinner for everyone and, and people would come early and help me and learn how to cook. And we would spend the night playing games and eating and everyone would bring random friends from different communities. And it was so much fun. And, and I learned in that experience that there are such little things that mean a lot to me, being able to host people for events. That's something that's really important to me. So how can I make sure that wherever I'm traveling to, I can incorporate those things that I'm passionate about? So that was awesome. I love, I love big potlucks, big family dinners. They're so fun. One thing that I would love to talk a little bit more is about entrepreneurship. You kind of said it already, you know, on Instagram, it looks so freaking glamorous. Last week on the podcast, we had another entrepreneur that was also saying like, it's not like I'm sitting on the beach and it's raining coconuts and money and all of that. Like I really need to work for this. Is there anything that you would want to give to our listeners, nomads who are about to go on their journey? What are things that they really need to watch out for? One of the big things for me and for a lot of my entrepreneurial friends was learning how to release like shame and the shoulds around being an entrepreneur. So I'll give a couple examples. There's this idea that you should just jump all the way in and quit your day job and just have faith in your business journey, right? And I think that works for a small percentage of the population. I myself and most of my clients suffer from high anxiety. 
it just doesn't make a lot of sense for me to drop everything and hope it works out. What worked better for me was I've had a variety of jobs, a lot of freelance jobs over the last five years as I built up my business. And my journey didn't look like anybody else's that I met. So learning how to release the shoulds of, I'm two years in, I should be making X amount of money in my business, or it's it's not okay to be working another part-time job when I'm building a business or like any of these kinds of comparisons. Just the more we can drop these, the more we have the freedom to do what works best for us and know that everyone's journey is going to look differently. Um, I have a friend who started a business and was making amazing money in a couple months. And there's a lot of people like me who are five years into business before they're making enough money to like really feel comfortable. And that's okay. There's no right or wrong to the journey. I'm actually doing that right now. Like I have several businesses, several clients. One pays more than the other while we're running Digital Nomads Daily. And also just like be okay with like the shit months. I don't know if I can say that. Or like the shit years, you know, I, I always tell people one of my worst years in business, I think my remote yogi business made $12,000 for the whole year. And I scraped by that whole year living in Asia, lots of like Thailand and Cambodia and stuff just to like make the budget work. But when I wasn't judging myself for not making enough money, it was one of the best years of my travel life. Instead of judging where I was at because I was looking at everyone around me, I had to slow down and go, hang on, hang on, look how great my life is. Even though I didn't make the five-figure months everyone's talking about. Everyone has their own journey. Don't compare your day 10 to someone's day 300 or 600. Like, it's just so stupid. And also on Instagram, I, I get really annoyed when people are like, oh, just go surfing and make money. I'm just like, no, you need to, even to run this ad that you're running right now, you need to freaking do stuff. Like, it, it's really not easy and it's not going to be easy and that's fine. The harder thing actually for me has been, you know, before I started traveling, I had a lot of workaholism issues. And so when I started traveling, I like released that for a while until I started to build my businesses. And I found it really easy to fall back into working 12, 14 hour days to get where I thought I should be. Instead of pausing to be like, hang on, the sun is out right now. Let me step away from my computer and actually enjoy this nomad life that everyone wants to have. So it was like a big balance for me. Of I work freaking hard, but when I get caught up in the work, I forget to actually enjoy the lifestyle I'm living. So how can we just check in and have like balances with ourselves is another really important thing as you grow and expand. True, true that. I was doing it this morning. I woke up thinking with like I was thinking about my to-do list. Like that was the the moment I opened my eyes, all these tasks like ran through my mind. And then I was like, wait a second, I'm still in bed. Yeah. So I think that that's it. It's part of it is learning how to have boundaries with other people and learning how to have boundaries with yourself. Because I think a lot of us feel guilty because we're living this really fun and exciting lifestyle that we need to prove to other people how hard we actually are working. So we forget boundaries with like our clients, um, with the people we're, we're working with. So one of the things I had to learn is just because I'm living a nomadic lifestyle doesn't mean I still get to have weekends off. For a long time, I didn't think that was okay. I thought I needed to be like on the clock all the time because, you know, I'm, I'm so spoiled. I should, I should be available. So learning how to do things like that, learning how to hold boundaries with my clients and say, you know, I have two business days to return your email or, um, 
boundaries with myself, right? I had to block my email after eight o'clock at night because I used to be that person who's I'm in bed ready to go to sleep. And I'm like, I'm just going to check my email real fast, you know, from my phone. I would get some bad email and not sleep all night because I had so much anxiety about a pissed off client, you know, whatever the problem was. Um, Oh God. So I had to like literally on my phone, I'm only allowed to check my email three times a day and 25 minute windows. I have like little alarms on my phone that are like, you can check email now. And then if I try to check it outside of that, it's like, nope, it's blocked. I can't even access it because I have zero self-control and I had to recognize that and set boundaries. (laughs) So, you know, that's another thing too, is like, just because you're living nomadically doesn't mean that you get to have the same boundaries and luxuries of like time off that everyone else has. Love that. The episode has so many good things. Really love also the small kind of practical tips that you're giving. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that some of our listeners are going to try to find out how they can block email on their phone. Um, <laughs> I think this is really great. Highly recommend. <laughs> so before we finish up the episode, I always ask my guests if they maybe have a question for me. I'm curious for you, what are the kind of boundaries you've had to learn? as you've built multiple businesses and you're doing lots of different things? That's a good question. So in in full transparency, I'm really in that process right now. I started Mm. listening to some audio books about habits, sort of more like work habits. And a couple of the things that I also, or that I identified that you, for example, said was I check my email. It's like my, my fingers are moving on my phone and I don't, I'm not like consciously doing that. It's so stupid. Or if I am on the computer or on my laptop and I need to check an article, find myself in Asana in another client's project. So one of the things that I'm working on right now is when I use technology, I want to do it consciously. So mm-hmm. I need to really tell myself, you're going to look at an article right now. I put my phone in the drawer and I, I'm just doing that for 20 minutes and I set an alarm. But those those are the things. It's all connected to work, mostly. <laughs> totally. And I'm like grateful. My phone also like will warn me if I've been on you know social media too long. But um, for me, I also notice just for myself and my own mental health, like I can still very easily fall into depression and anxiety. It doesn't matter if I'm on a beach somewhere. Like those things are still very real in my life. And so if I find myself like mindlessly scrolling or mindlessly checking things that I don't need to be checking, I'm probably in a state of anxiety or a state of depression that I just like, okay, just a little gentle reminder. There's like no judgment, but I'm like, Hey, you've scrolled for a long time today. What's going on? Maybe call a friend, maybe switch up your energy. And like that gentle nudge and awareness is also helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I I really loved recording with you and I think it's going to be a great episode. If people want to learn more about your entrepreneurial journey or maybe about yoga, where can people find you online? At The Remote Yogi on Instagram, Pinterest. So feel free to send me a message. I'm happy to hear from you if you've got any questions on my journey um, or you want to know more about anxiety or yoga or witchy things, send me a text. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. That was an amazing conversation and thank you so much for joining us. I hope this episode was really helpful for you. And if you have any questions, you can always ask them. So you can find Digital Nomads Daily on Instagram. Just type in at Digital Nomads Daily and you will find us on Instagram. 
or you can find us at digitalnomadsdaily.com slash podcast. If you want to get to know more about this lifestyle and want to learn what's really happening behind the scenes, listen to the other episodes on the podcast. All right. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next Digital Nomads Daily podcast episode.